You are listening to The Ingenious Podcast, where God's Word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by The Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Thank you for bringing us to a successful end of the second cycle, and thank you for this third cycle, the beginning of a third cycle. And I know that what you have for us is amazing. And I know that what you have for us is unimaginable. I ask that give us the grace and the strength to be able to receive all that you have prepared for us this week. Even as we start a week of stirrings and awakenings, I pray that, Lord, you lift us up to where we belong. Let seals be broken. Let seals be broken. Even in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So welcome to the third cycle. This is day 15. And this week, our concentration is going to be on stirrings and awakenings. Stirrings and awakenings. And as I talk to you about stirrings and awakenings, two pictures are springing up in my heart two branches are springing up in my heart and i'll i'll endeavor to deal with the first branch then after that i'll move to the second branch today is an introduction for the week so pardon me if it sounds very generic but what we are trying to do this week what the lord is impressing on my heart for us to achieve this week is that people will come to a place where they know that seals are broken. Seals are broken. Now, as I talk about seals, the scripture in Revelation comes to my mind. As I talk about seals, the scripture in Revelation comes to my mind. Now, you have to understand that seals are very important. Seals are very important, especially for the believer. Seals are important in the sense that God is able to keep your glory that he has hidden for you or the the glory that he has prepared for you. He's able to keep it until its appointed time of manifestation. And in Revelation chapter 5, We read about the seals. He says in verse 1, Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back. There is a God on the throne, and in the hand of this God, are seals there is a seal for your life there is a seal for your family there is a seal for your career there is a seal for your marriage there is a seal for your children 
there's a seal for your community there's a seal for your region there's a seal for your nation there's a seal for the continent to a group or an ethnic background to something that you belong there is a seal to everything and this seal is in the hand of the one who is seated on the throne and this seal that i'm talking to you about is a seal that is on a scroll and there are writings on the front that is within the scroll i like how the ESV uses within you see it didn't say on the front of the scroll but it did say at the back of the scroll but it first points us to the fact that on the scroll are written things within and today as I was meditating one of the things that the Holy Spirit was drawing my attention to is that there are three ingredients that is that we are going to need for this week and these ingredients include the word of truth that is the one number one deep meditation and intense prayer there are three ingredients that we need for stirrings and awakening the first ingredient we need is the word of truth the second is deep meditation and the third is intense prayer now when i say this somebody might ask why are you saying this when we read revelation chapter one the apostle john reveals a secret he says that the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. So it means that when a seal is broken, one of the things that that is bound to happen in your life is that you are going to see the things that are soon to take place. And usually when I say the things that are soon to take place, it is not it is not mostly concerning your family. It is mostly concerning the plans of God for the universe, the plans of God for nations, the plans of God for his church. So, when seals are broken, we are ushered into a realm where the, the plans of God, the strategies of God are revealed. And we need stirrings and awakenings to be able to be able to be caught up into that realm in order for us to hear and to see and to know what to do. Beloved, we are living in dangerous times. And if you and I don't don't build ourselves to that level we are going to be disadvantaged in this battle when we read revelation chapter 1 verses um, verse 10 it says that i was in the spirit on the lord's day 
and I heard behind me a loud voice. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Now, you have to understand that when the apostle is saying that I was in the spirit, what he is saying is that my concentration was on things that are heavily. I was deeply thinking about the things that are happening in my world. I was concerned for the church. I was I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I was I am, I am connected to the heavenly realm. The realm is opened up to me. I, I know how to enter into dimensions and I know how to step out of dimensions. We have been Christians, but one of the things that is disadvantaging us is that we don't know how to step into dimensions and step out of dimensions. And that is the advantage that those who practice darkness and magic and divination they have over us is that they know how to enter into dimensions and they know how to step out of dimensions. So we are, we are going to be praying this week that God will stir us up to the spirit life that we will be awakened to the spirit life, that we will be awakened to the things that are happening in the spirit. Beloved, a lot of things are happening. No? A lot of things are happening. But you see, if we are not stirred up and awakened to the things that are happening in the spirit, we will not know. And these are the three things that we need to master. You see, I was, I've been asking God, can't, can't the gift help? He says that the gift can help, but even with the gift, you will still need, we will still need these three things to master our craft. We will need the word of truth. Now, let me break it down so that as we start our journey and the prayer points begin to come this week you will know what to pray for now what is the word of truth now you see when we look at the things that are happening in your life it looks like it is so special it looks like it is only happening to you but you know the holy spirit did say something it says that the word of truth is that word that brings that solution to your problem you see the problem that you are facing is is ubiquitous and also let me see what i want to say the word of truth it concerns every situation in your life. The word of truth deals with every challenge you will face in your life. The word of truth is both ubiquitous and it is idiosyncratic. It is, it is ubiquitous because in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9, the preacher lets us know that whatever is happening to you, even though you think it's unique, 
it's it's typically not unique it has happened before just that the world has a short memory so it says in ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 that what has been is what will be and i need you to listen because what he is saying is very prophetic what has been is what will be what has it is a proverbable what has been is what will be and what has been done is what will be done and there is nothing new under the sun is there a thing of which it is said see this is new it has been already in the ages before us there is no remembrance of former things nor will there be any remembrance of latter things yet to be among those who come after so what will be has has been already what has been is what will be what is he saying remember the story of first kings when we read first kings i believe chapter 21 or 22 it tells the story of the prophet micaiah and what he saw concerning king ahab if he should go to war First Kings 22. And so in this, the Bible says that they went to call the prophet Micaiah that what should happen? Should we go to this war? Now remember, Jehoshaphat is the king of Jerusalem. And um, for those who are good scholars of the Bible, you realize that every king of Israel did not serve God. But the kings of Judah who were from Jerusalem served God mostly. So Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Jerusalem, comes to visit his brother from the same nation who is called King Ahab, and he says that um, help me go to fight against my enemies. And then he says that, ah, do, we, do you have a prophet who can talk to us about whether we should go or not? He says, that, oh, I have 400 of them. And all of them say that go, you will win. And, and Jehoshaphat, you know, the whole of last week, I've been talking about things that are too fantastic. So I know this, this result is too fantastic. How can 400 people see the same thing like that? No, 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 no. And it's not like they are telling various versions, but they are telling the same story. He said that no. We need to hear another opinion. Say that there is one, there is one who I don't like because he never says anything good about me. But he says that, no, let's listen to him. So Micaiah is brought to the council and the Bible says that he begins to prophesy. And he says from verse 21 that, then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord, saying, I will entice him. 
Now remember, the Bible says when you read the previous verses, you say that the Lord sitting. He said that when you read the verse, when we go back to verse nineteen, it says that I saw the Lord sitting on His throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing beside Him on His right hand and on His left. And the Lord said, "Who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead?" And one said one thing, and another said one thing. Then a spirit came and stood before the Lord, saying, "I will entice him." And the Lord said, "How are you going to do it?" And he said, "I will go, and I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets." And the Lord said, "Go, you succeed." Now remember the voice or the word of the teacher. He says that. What has been the thing that you think is is so fresh, it's so new? It has been already. You don't understand. The thing that is so special for you, it is not that special. Why? Because what has been is what will be. What you are experiencing now in this earth is what has been. And he says that, and what has been done is what will be. So you see, the heavenly court have decided the fate of the king. And so the king has been marked for death. The sentence of the heaven is that Ahab should not survive this battle at Ramoth Gilead. But he does not know. He does not know. It is the same story we read in the book of Job, chapters 1 and 2. How um, the, the sons of God gathered and, and the Satan or the accuser presents himself in the council and the Lord begins to boast about him. And he says that go, go and destroy everything he has. And whilst he is giving permission to destroy everything he has, it appears in the earth realm as a fire coming down from heaven to devour the animals. And the Bible, in fact, when you read the Bible, when you read the uh, chapter one, it tells us that the servant came and said that, and God sent fire from heaven to destroy the animals. <laughs> but they did not know what happened behind the scenes. His friends came to him later in the later chapters and they began to accuse him that tell us the sin you have committed. No. What has been done is what will be. So the believer, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 that we are supposed to walk in the good works that have been prepared beforehand for us. There are good works, and they have been prepared beforehand by God Himself, the one that is seated on the throne, but that which He has prepared is on the scrolls, is in the record books. Do you know what is written about your life? Do you know what you should have by the age 
of 30 do you know what you should have by the age of 36 do you know what you should have by the age of 40 do you know where you should be by the age of 50 do you know where you should be in this current season in 2002 do you know the facts of your life as has been determined in the heavens stirrings and awakenings now whenever we come to prayer most the 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 most likely tendency is that we are supposed to pray for the things that we need we need a car we need a husband we need jobs we need favor we need mercy but you see there is a higher place it is the place of information and this week i want us to desire that place of information you can see your husband or your wife before they appear you can see your career or your job before you appear to it you can see the position that you are supposed to have before it comes to you you can see the the journey that you are supposed to make before you make that journey you can see an outcome of a situation before the result is declared why because the word of truth is in the spirit the word of truth cannot be found in the flesh the word of truth cannot be found in this earth the word of truth that truth that you will need to set your life on course that truth that you will need to set your family on course that truth that you will need to set your career on course that truth that you will need to live a glorious christian life that truth is in the spirit and until you have been awakened into the spirit and stirred up by the strength of god to carry out that assignment for your life you and i will live a suboptimal life So the word of truth is in the spirit. And we set this word out by the reading of the Bible. So if you are not keen on reading your Bible, you are not going to discover that word of truth. You see, when you begin to read the word, the Bible says that you are supposed to then meditate on that word day and night. you come you, you you come to these meetings and you see people talking about and i see an angel or and the holy spirit is saying to me to tell you or i i, I am w- looking at a vision and I, I see you in this place doesn't it bother you that it is not happening in your life doesn't it worry you that that reality is not yours and this is our heritage as children of god this thing is not that is why i say that it is ubiquitous and it's it is idiosyncratic the word of truth is, is it is for everyone but yet it is unique the way we will see the visions will never be the same the way we will hear god it will never be the same but the fact of the matter is that we must see and we must hear and we must discern however the lord whatever avenue or channel he will use to make that revelation known it is up to him 
Are you not tired of always becoming a victim of circumstances? Are you, are you not tired that things are taking you by surprise? A Christian who is taken by surprise at every point in your life. It tells us that you are not pursuing the word of truth for your life. You are not meditating on that word and you are not in the place of intense prayer. You and I, we need to pray, people of God. And we are not praying because we are afraid of the devil. In this place, I will never emphasize that our prayer focus is so that we will we will kill our enemies or we will overcome. No, we are here to pray to bring our lives to the level where it is supposed to be. Jesus never worried about Satan. Jesus only worried about bringing his life to that standard where Satan can have nothing in him. We are deceived because we don't know the word of truth for our life. A man came to you and he says that I had a vision and the angel of the Lord said, said that I should marry you and you are happy because he is a pastor or brother spiritual and he has been prophesying to people so you say it in your heart this one there can't be a lie go and tell him that if what you are saying is true let that angel who came to tell you let him come and tell me also because what you are saying is nonsense we know people who have missed opportunities to be in glorious marriages because somebody came to them and said that i had a vision and the person you are supposed to marry is brother k or sister c but did you know it for yourself were you outstirred and awake awoken to that truth a lot of christians don't even know how to meditate i had that man David said that I meditate on your word day and night. I meditate on it day and night. Your word, your word is all I desire. Hey, what kind of man is this? What kind of man meditates day and night? David, how do you do it? How are you able to do it, Brother David? You know, when I was young, one of the scriptures my mother forced me to, to memorize for a box of chocolate was someone. <laughs> I bought golden tree and said that if you can memorize someone in one day, it is yours. It was not one, one single one, it was a box. I memorized that thing in one day. And you know, he says in Psalm 1 that, and in his law, he meditates day and night. You see, when I say the law, I'm not talking about the Bible. I am talking about the truth that concerns your life. You see, we, 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 we have interpreted a lot of scriptures wrong. And one of the most 
critical problems in the body of Christ is our ability to interpret the truth. You see, what is true is, as I said, it is ubiquitous and it is idiosyncratic. It is, it is everywhere and yet unique. Why? Because what God is telling you, somebody can listen to your life story and can relate to it, but how you deal with it will never be the same as the person who dealt. Even if somebody comes to give a testimony and said, I did it the same way that this person said, it is not true. Because the timing is not the same. The environment is not the same. The, the, the players are not the same. In Psalm 19, he says that, let the words of my heart, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. He says that, in Psalm 16, he says that, I have set the Lord continually before me. I, I have set the Lord. It means that I am, I am thinking about him. Every day. Every day. I am thinking about my life every day before God. Is this the path you have prepared for me to walk in? Am I in the path? Am I doing well in the path? No. I know when I'm doing well in the Lord and I know when I'm not doing well in the Lord. I know when God is happy with me and I know when he is not happy with me. Do you know yours? In in the book of Psalm 119, he says that I will meditate on your precept and regard your way. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Psalm 77 says that I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. In the gospel of Matthew, we are told that after Gabriel had spoken to Mary, he, the Bible said that and Mary kept all those things she heard in her heart. Mm. People of God, this week, I don't know how your life has been, but me, I want my life to be better. I wish that we are going to have time to teach you how to meditate, but I don't even know how, how to do that now. Because now I am thinking about the scroll that has my life story on it that I am oblivious about. I am thinking about the record books. Have you read um, Revelation 21? He said that, and books were opened and another book was opened. There are books of records that have my life. Psalm 139, he says that all my days 
they are written before you how long i'm supposed to live in the earth you even know it hmm. how well are you doing child of god you know what we advocate as believers on this platform is that we want all of us to grow to become men and women of stature men and women that can hold the hands of another younger generation to be able to raise them in the ways of the lord but if you don't know the word of truth how can you teach it to the younger generation can you teach it to your children can you teach it to your friends can you teach it to your family there are so many of us when it comes to the word of god we don't even know how to explain it to those around us and our biggest answer is just believe <laughs> believe what believe what how did the apostle john enter into the spirit doesn't it bother you because witches they come and tell us that at 12 o'clock i left my body and i went for a meeting and i came back to my body is this a privilege for witches and wizards we have heard stories we have seen how in movies how they all caught they can they can call forth the soul of a person in a mirror or in, in a bowl of water and they can stab or shoot that person and what happen in reality that person will all of a sudden die of a heart attack hey. and yet christians are living in the flesh this week is a week of spiritual stirrings and spiritual awakenings it is a sensitization program have you ever wondered why in the past 10 years almost every movie production by hollywood has elements of witchcraft and satanism on it even know why these things have become so rampant they are always talking about the superheroes do you even know why or you just think that it is the season of the superhero movies mm. Have you, have, you, have you started paying attention to the kind of series that are being produced on, on Netflix, on, on, uh, on the, what is it Apple TV, uh, Disney Plus? Have you noticed the pattern? Can you, can you see the pattern? And do you know what that, that program that has been set in motion, do you know what it's supposed to do to you? To your children, to your family, to your marriage, to your heart, to your mind. So that the Bible says, when you come to know that truth and you read the scripture where it says, guard your heart. You know what it means to guard your heart. We watch everything, we listen to everything, and we, we, we talk about everything. This week is a week of stirrings and awakenings. I, I don't want you to be ignorant.
the apostle Paul said that we are not ignorant of his devices, but unfortunately for most of us, or unfortunately for most Christians, we are very, very ignorant of the devices of the enemy. You cannot even decode the patterns. Now, this week, we will study the word. This week, we will meditate. And this week, we will pray. We will pray. We will. If you have not seen an angel before, tell God that before Saturday comes, Saturday we are done. Before Saturday comes, I don't know God how you are going to do it. Whether you will let the angel come to me in a dream or in person, but me too. I want to see what these people see. I want to know whether they are lying or they are not lying. Are angels real? God, if you have never heard the voice of God before, if you've never seen a vision before, if you've never been caught in a trance before, this, this week is a week of, of spiritual talks. If you never had any of these spiritual experiences, this week tell God that God stir me up and awaken me to this reality. I also want to see a vision. Like Daniel was able to dream and see what another man dreamt. Let me dream and see what my boss, what project my boss wants to do. And show me what proposal to write and how to write that proposal. So that when I go and put the proposal before my boss, you said, hey, this is exactly what I was thinking. How, how, how did you do it? Then he said, I did this call. This call. Don't be an ignorant Christian. Be tired of being an ignorant Christian. Be tired for yourself. That you come to this platform and you see people exercising gifts and abilities in God. And, and it, it, is, it is so nice for you, but you are like, oh, that Ben Dandy bedroom is so. Today is that day. This week is that week. So that this week you will call me and say that, oh, Mr. Mensa, please, can you give me five minutes to prophesy? Because I believe that. The Lord has, I, I had a dream, and in the dream, I, I saw a man touch my tongue and say, Professor. <laughs> so that we will give you five minutes so that you will profess and you will see that it is working. And when you see that it is working, you say, Hey, hey, I didn't know selling I'm poor. We have a few minutes. As I said, today is just an introduction. From tomorrow, it is we put the bullet points there. You you have to pray. You 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 have to you have to think about it. You have to think about it all day. Let it worry you. That is what staring means. It means that the thing is is it is circulating between your mind and your heart. If you've never spoken, if if, if, if that, why this we always shabala? What does shabala? What does it do to them? Why can't they just pray in the name of Jesus? And they are always adding the little things that we don't understand. If that tongue is real, my God. Let me also say something. Oh, Father, my God, I live with evil 
there is a seal there is a truth you know one of my favorite in fact my, my favorite philosopher is called Soren Kierkegaard Soren Kierkegaard is a strange man he's called the father of existentialism he, he's a strange man a man that is very intense and the ultimate philosophy of Soren Kierkegaard is that man lives for three things aesthetics morality and religion aesthetics has to do with you know the things that we live for education career wealth and all those things morality has to do with how to behave in society but to him religion was the was the was the definition of human society it is soaring kiki god that coined the phrase the leap of faith the leap of faith and one of the things he says is that if if everything god says makes sense to you then it, it, it is not god because god is too deep that even when he speaks a simple language hmm, it can take years to unravel that language there is a knowledge that will make your life exceptional there is a wisdom that will make your life brilliant and glorious there is an understanding that will set your life and everything about your destiny apart it has your name on it do you know it if you don't know it let it worry you that god since i was born i don't know anything about the beautiful things you are prepared for me you said that that i might know the things that are freely given to me i i don't have any idea of any of these things that you have you have apportioned for me this week let that change when i sleep let me dream when i wake up let me let things come into my heart into my thoughts into my imaginations I, I, I don't know they talk about strange things this is there's something called spiritual things what does it mean to have a spiritual encounter give me give me an example of a spiritual encounter and you'll be there and the door in your room the the, the ceiling in your room will roll away <laughs> then you will know that we are not talking about fables they are not stories they are not fantasies they are not figments of our imagination we are talking about things we have seen we are talking about things we have heard we are talking about things we have handled concerning this word of truth we know what we are saying when i when i tell you that the hand of the lord is touching you i i i i am not imagining things i i know what i am seeing so this week be prepared to pray in this next 10 minutes i want you to lift your voice god bless you for listening maranatha the lord comes